Welcome to Design and Style, a podcast dedicated to helping you attract new leads, own your influence, and develop your inner visibility warrior through our proven tools, techniques, and mindset strategies. I am Dixie Willard, interior designer and owner of Designing Dixie, a brand journalism media outlet. And with me, as always, is my beautiful effervescent co-host, Rachel Moriarty, a leading home style expert, best-selling author, speaker, brand ambassador, and product designer for Elegant Mosaics. This week on the podcast, we have Michelle Winterstein. Michelle is the brand designer and creative director behind MKW Graphics, a freelance design agency that specializes in helping small businesses turn their brand visions into beautifully functional visuals. Michelle started her business in San Diego thanks to some encouragement from her interior designer mother, Susan Winterstein of Savvy Interiors and Savvy Giving by Design. In July 2017, Michelle went full-time digital nomad and has been traveling and working remotely from countries like Costa Rica, South Africa, and Croatia, which has inspired her works and connected her with freelancers around the globe. The MKW graphics design style is polished, bold, colorful, and personality-forward, as Michelle takes great care to get to know her clients throughout the brand design process. MKW Graphics believes all small businesses need visually compelling brands that authentically and unapologetically connect the business owner with their communities and creates logos, brands, websites, and content marketing strategies that align with these principles. Michelle, it's so great to have you on the podcast. So excited. Thanks for having me. And tell us where you're recording from. I'm recording from Split, Croatia. Split Croatia. That mm-hmm. is one, one place I've never been. So tell us a little bit, because we just found out that you were in Croatia. We literally <laughs> thought you were in the States, in one, one of the contiguous uh, United States. Um, why don't you let us know what you're doing? Because this is a fascinating story. Yeah, so I um, am lucky enough to be able to work from pretty much anywhere that I can bring my laptop and get a good Wi-Fi connection. So last summer I found a group called Wi-Fi Tribe, which travels to a different country every month with creative entrepreneurs and people who have remote jobs. And uh, they have different locations, different countries all over the world where they set up your living accommodations in high-speed Wi-Fi. So it's uh, called co-living, co-working. So it becomes almost a mini mastermind with entrepreneurs from all over the world. And um, we get to check out different co-working spaces, go to new restaurants, do all these adventures. We were at the waterfalls last weekend. Um, and this is my third trip with them. So I'm, I'm very happy to be like back in the swing of things with them. This has got to be one of the coolest things. Oh my God, to be be in my twenties again. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Yeah, it's it's a really great experience and they're different from a lot of the other travel groups. There's a ton of them right now and it's actually- Yes, there's a ton of different different programs that are doing similar things for different lengths of time, different numbers of people. Um, but what I love about this group particularly is that they are very thorough in their application process. Um, there's like a Myers-Briggs personality test and all these questionnaires and an hour-long Skype interview because they really want to make sure that the people that come on this program are, have like a work hard, play hard, travel harder kind of mentality and uh, that they've got actually serious work to do. So it makes this kind of slow travel four weeks to six weeks in one location really, really nice because you're not rushing out to do all the touristy things, but you're also not holed up in an office somewhere. So it, it, it strikes a really nice balance. And for me, it just makes me so excited and, and feel so creative and kind of reinvigorated um, being around new people and new ideas and different cultures and food and, and just taking so much inspiration from travel and working at the same time. It's like a really lucky position to be in. 
I mean, Dixie and I, so Dixie and I both have, tra she's, uh, what you call yourself an army. Oh, I always feel weird saying army brat. When you're not an army <laughs> brat, it sounds weird. No, I'm an air but, force brat, but. Or air force brat, sorry, air force air brat. Air force so brat, lived, air force wife. So I've, yeah. you know, from pretty much my entire abroad. life, I've popped around yeah. and. Okay, okay. Not cool. quite. And uh, yeah, I used to travel a lot and mm -hmm. uh, I've lived abroad in, in the Middle East and my, my, my wow. first husband was a hotelier. So we would go wherever, okay. you know, he was working. So um, it's, such an amazing experience especially yeah. when you're, when you're a, a creative I think we're all mm -hmm. creatives but mm -hmm. you know when you're working as a creative I think it's especially uh, important yeah that's amazing so how many how many people did you say I, I don't so know so we're 21 21 total here um the other okay. trips I did I went to Cape Town South Africa at the beginning of this right. year and that was 25 people and then when we were in Costa Rica we were about 17 people Gosh. Yeah. We are and going to have like, to get the link for the show right? notes, yes. by the way. Yes, yeah. I will gladly share. And I'm gladly connect you guys also. Julia, one of the founders, is here on this trip. And so she's cool. super cool to talk to. She's she's a really interesting person. So yeah. And how long is it at a time? Four weeks. Four they weeks. used to run four weeks and six weeks programs. Yeah, and then um they they're now only gonna be four week programs, but they've got amazing locations. Like they did Morocco. Um, they're going to be doing Budapest, Berlin, South Korea, Vietnam, um, Bolivia. I mean, just like everywhere, Mexico, like all over the map, really, really cool spots. And it's great to kind of have that built-in support system. And from a safety standpoint, my mom yes. is much happier when I'm right. with group than when I'm yes. solo traveling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so she's much yeah. happier when I'm like out with with a big group of people, yeah. you know, can check in on you and see things. So like. I'm just curious what kind of jobs everybody has. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, I know it's a range, but I'm just curious. Right. Yeah, it's really interesting. So everybody works online. That's like the first baseline requirement. Right. But we've got. Um, a lot of people in creative fields, like there's definitely web developers, software developers, social media marketers, a lot of designers actually on this trip. Um, but there's also like my roommate works in pharmaceuticals. So she got kind of like a remote situation for a while. And then um, we've also had people doing different like HR, which is really interesting to do abroad. Um, that's my, one of my other housemates is in HR software app developers kind of it kind of runs the gamut and i haven't even got everyone's job description here um in this group so i'm sure there's going to be more that are, are more obscure and and a little less uh less less traditional traveler type professions but it's mm -hmm. estimated by i think 2035 that 33 percent of the workforce will be able to work remote so it's definitely a trend headed in that direction and I couldn't be happier. I think it's just work-life balance. And to, if you're disciplined enough and you have the patience enough to be able to work and travel at the same time, it's a great way to really throw yourself into other cultures and, and get a little bit outside of your comfort zone instead of the two weeks paid vacation time to go. Oh my gosh. Know, right? Yeah. So yeah. That is actually not what I expected to hear. Dixie, did you, I thought you were going to say, right. <laughs> Bloggers, um, you know, yeah, I yeah, really yeah. You were gonna say like, um, I don't know. I, I totally thought it was gonna be a different kind of pool of of people. That's interesting. Yeah, actually, one of the coolest people I've met on this trip is a motion graphics animator. So he does. He's from Brazil, and he was my housemate in Cape Town. And he does mocap, and he has a full service studio in Brazil. 
And so they work together where he's directing shoots for motion capture for commercials. Like think like the Geico Gecko. Like this uh-huh. is the kind yeah. of project he, he didn't do that project particularly. Right, right. But those are the kind of projects he's working on and video game graphics and he can do all of that remotely. It's just wild. I could just see an amazing collaborations in the future yeah. with mm-hmm. you guys. Like that's you guys are I, I mean we so we talk about in our group visibility and we talk about um creating community and normally we're talking about creating community where you live but I love that you have this traveling tribe like oh that my gosh, it's, it's amazing and even I now that I've gotten to know so many people I've been able to go to other cities where people are maybe staying for longer or it's where they're from I visited a friend in Budapest another friend that lives in London I was just in Lisbon for about three weeks with a friend that I met in Costa Rica and I met another girl who's from India but lives in Lisbon and has this beautiful jewelry line like absolutely stunning handcrafted like worldly inspired jewelry line. And so I was like, oh my gosh, we have to somehow work You're together. You're feeling me <laughs> right now. Yeah. Obsessed with it. And oh she's going to be actually donating a piece for Savvy Giving by Design for a fundraiser. Ooh. Oh my gosh. So, so it's awesome. great. It's like women owned, locally sourced materials, supporting international small business. It's like right up my alley. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just dreamy. <laughs> we're gonna have to update our our materials I know. yeah i know this we're not amazing. this is totally a tangent but i'm i no, I'm, i love it yeah no because we so our, we have a course called visibility warrior mm-hmm. and it's like the nine c's and so like you're touching on so many of them because it's right. like collaboration and community, community and well, you know the, the so i'm like we gotta update our our stuff yeah <laughs> The greatest part about it too is that everyone comes in with their own things to work on. Right. And then, you know, you're sitting across from someone in a co-working space and you start chit-chatting and they start telling you like, oh yeah, I'm a copywriter and a translator. And I'm like, wait a second, I could totally use your services. Yes, yes. It's, it's so much different than going to like a networking group where you feel like yes. you're getting shoved that business card and that yes. people are just like, it kind of feels scummy. Like, I don't know, <laughs> forcing yourself with your business. It's much more organic to like sit across the table from someone and share a bottle of wine and be like, okay, tell me about what you do and it's just because you're all in the same boat everyone is really open and really eager to share and we have skillshare nights where people talk about things that they're interested in actually someone posted about hosting some kind of like money management board game gosh which board game that's yeah it's like a strategy hypothetical monopoly style but with like real life money management applications Hmm. so i learned more about like blockchain bitcoin motion graph just like everything that I would otherwise like wouldn't carve out time in my right. day maybe to go to a seminar or yeah. if I was in San Diego to go to a yeah. conference about things I yeah. know nothing about right but now I know if I have a question about blockchain I know exactly put a message and he's from the Netherlands so it's like it's just crazy it's just it's so fun and it's so um just inspiring and you just feel like you're firing on all cylinders and super creative when you get to be around just people that know so much cool stuff she just said something, and you just said something else that Dixie and I have been talking about that mm-hmm. we're, we're actually in really juiced step right now. We have a lot of things happening in not only design and style, but our own, um, with our own personal brands. And we just said the other day, we are firing on all cylinders. And I don't think there's a lot of people out there that let themselves stagnate. And I don't think they realize how high vibe you get when you are firing when when you can say i'm firing on all cylinders right now 
that is such a, I, I have goosebumps all over. That's such yeah. a high vibe <laughs> place to be, you yeah. know? Yeah. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I don't know, one of my favorite like books I read recently was Jen Cicero, You're a Badass. <gasps> yes. yes. We I love, love this book, right? Okay. Did yeah. you so get the her, You're a Badass Moneymaker too? That's, that's the next one I got to buy. Yes, you need to read that on one. List. Yeah. But her whole philosophy about being around people with like high frequency and high yeah. vibration yes. and that if you want to be at that level, you have to surround yourself with the yes. people that are at the level you want to be. Yes. And I just totally think that that's so true. And I think in business, exactly what you're saying, it's really hard to get, it, it's very easy to get stuck and to get yes. stagnant and to feel like you've plateaued and to get into a routine and to not be pushing your boundaries and getting outside of your comfort zone. Um, and when you do that, you kind of end up being like, like kind of moseying along and yeah, and especially as a freelancer or a designer, like when you don't know where your next job is coming from, getting in that kind of rut can be really, really scary and really terrifying. And so to me, being on these trips, it just totally gives me new energy and a breath of fresh air and brings up things I wouldn't have even thought about if I were still in opportunity doing like i'm yeah. just like in my mind i'm look i'm like forward like oh my gosh all of these opportunities that are going to come out mm -hmm. as a result of because you're going to be t on top of mind for other people too like they're going to be like mm -hmm. oh let me get michelle winterstein on yeah the yeah you know there's right. this thing that she's expert at you know she's right. great at this would be a great fit like oh my gosh yeah <laughs> creative inspiration that you're yes. getting going to all of these cool places yeah yeah it's it's uh it's pretty nice i don't hate it <laughs> and the other Could thing be is, worse. you know it takes a certain um spirit and personality to jump in and do this kind of yeah. thing it's great like it really is a tribe because they all are like-minded not only do they yes. work remotely but they have a travel spirit right and yes. so and curiosity is like yeah. one of the core values. I mean, there's there's a lot <gasps> we need of to add that. another C. Yep. Oh, that's yep. one of my favorite. Oh, we're writing that down. <laughs> yeah, there. It, it's a great group because it's it's very much. Uh, it's like I try to describe it to people, and I was in Greek life in college, and there's a certain camaraderie about being yeah. in a sorority or fraternity, yeah. and but that's not quite it. And then you know you have like your sports teams, and that's kind of similar but then you're all still working towards a common goal. This is just such like a unique opportunity because it's, yeah. it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I don't know, studying for finals week or being with your friends and just kind of being really in the zone and getting, you know, that osmosis of energy. We were walking to it. We all did a group workout today. So that was super fun. So we have like the accountability there, but somebody yeah. was saying, yeah, you know, I sat across from Pia and I'm watching her work and I'm, she's in the zone. It makes me feel like I got to be in the zone and I'm like getting energy from her by osmosis, right. you know? Right, right. I was like, that's exactly it. It's like, that's especially as a freelancer and especially yes. as someone that's self-employed and spending a lot of time at home, which I was a lot. It's, of course. It's really easy to go take a nap. But yeah, you got people yeah. around you do that the laundry are or yes. do you clean your bathroom yeah. if there's something you don't want to yeah. do. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's something I don't want to do, like a floor plan when I'm cleaning the bathroom instead. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so I mean, have you been to market with your mom before? Because yes. I can't remember. I, I think I yes. met you maybe at, um, I don't know if it was Las Vegas. And then I was at the Design Bloggers Conference as well. That's right. That's right. So, and it's kind of like, <laughs> Every time we go to market, especially High Point, because it's mm -hmm. where they're longer, mm -hmm. um, every time it's a different, we, we call them squads. Yeah. Like we get mm -hmm. a different squad because you're actually like, feel like you're living with a group of like yeah. 10 people. 
people for four days, you know, and every time it's a different vibe, but we make connections that are like unbelievable every time we go. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's happened to me in Vegas. It's happened to me, you know, at high point. So I can, I can, that's kind of like my, yeah, Yeah, it's a similar where I I mean, I'm like 50 years old. So, you know, in my head, I'm equating it to, I'm going to go work at summer camp. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Totally. That's great. I did not expect that. um, (laughs) I'm so inspired now. I oh know my. this is exciting. I'm sharing all my stuff on Instagram, all my travel photos. So we need to follow you. So following you. Yay. <laughs> um, and then you added a couple more C's for us, which is curiosity and camaraderie, which is yes. amazing. So we always, we love alliteration. So we're like, we have a thing. We, 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 we yeah. extra hear C's. We're like, oh, okay. let's see. Um, so let's talk about, I'm so excited about that. That was amazing. Let's talk a little bit about your business. I was telling you a little offline that you really came on to my radar when your mom started posting, um, well, her blog and the Pinterest images along with the blog. Mm -hmm. And then we had recently, um, interviewed Darla Powell. And so Mm -hmm. we know that you're working with Darla Powell too. And we were like, we need to talk to this Michelle Winterstein. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your business model now and then um, what you're what you're planning on and all the things you're doing so my strengths really lie in branding small businesses I grew up in a household where I watched my dad be a stay-at-home dad or my dad be and his nine to five my mom be a stay-at-home mom and then when I was 12 it switched because my mom's interior design business took off my dad quit his job So I've always been around this lifestyle of working for yourself. And I knew that that was like definitely my path. Um, But in college, I studied fine arts and art history at the University of San Diego, started taking, took one design class, got a job doing graphic design with like very little experience on campus, making the homecoming posters and things like that. And I just, I, as much as I loved being creative, I really felt myself not falling into this like artist persona of the person that's constantly sketching and constantly expressing their innermost feelings. Like that just wasn't me, but if you gave me a prompt, I could run with it. And so when given a business idea, I'm already envisioning the long game. Like I love taking someone's idea, working with them, teasing out who's your audience, who are we talking to, what's your mission and your vision and where do you see yourself going and then making all of the visuals to make that happen. So that usually starts with a logo and a comprehensive brand design, which is really like where, where I shine most is, is coming up with like branding style guides. It'll be the logo, the colors, the fonts, the photography style, graphics, patterns, mock-ups, everything that you could possibly need in a toolbox to implement your brand. And then that's kind of the brand design chunk. And then the second chunk is ongoing creative direction. So working with those business owners, taking those brand guides and then implementing them across all the platforms from web to social to content marketing with your blogging, Pinterest, all these kinds of things. Those are all kind of become secondary to the brand, but it's, that's exactly how you could create the most beautiful logo in the world and have the most amazing work in the world. But if no one can see it, then it's for not. So mm-hmm. It, the two things kind of go hand in hand and, and I've worked with some really wonderful brands and actually a lot of wonderful interior designers and helping them get from, okay, this is what this business will look like, but then I, I can't like keep my hands out of these cookie jars too. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the, the spiel. 
Well, I've got to say, I like the, the continuing part of it, the continuity, because that's one of those things where you can have the best brand guide, you can have the best logo, but implementing it down the road sometimes is a little challenging. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I love the idea of that. Yeah. And for the most of the business owners that I work with, they're really, really, really good at their business and they're maybe don't have the time, interest or need to sit down and make graphics for themselves. Like it's not mm-hmm. their strong suit. And this is totally my mom. Like she's an, an amazing interior designer. And that's not just for me because I'm talking about her as her daughter, but no, uh, she is an amazing she is. designer and she's got really creative yeah. ideas and yeah. all this wonderful work. And she started, she didn't believe me, but I told her, I said, you have to get professional photography on Instagram. And I told her this until she's like, no, that's not me. I like the rugged behind the scenes. I don't care if my horizon lines are straight, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mom, I'm telling you, you gotta do it. So there's been little, these little battles like ongoing, but once I get her to my side, she's like, Okay, I see what you were right. Uh, you were right. You're right, which are my, my famous famous favorite words. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, it's kind of put us on a path where she lets me experiment um, and kind of test things out and be like, okay, let's try this blogging thing. Let's do Pinterest. Let's do all this stuff and then see where it goes from there. And we've had really, really great return on the ongoing content marketing side of things. So about Pinterest. Yes. <laughs> I think most people at this point know that I am one of the worst people in the world when it comes to the concept of Pinterest. Like I have boards and they're set up. I've got it all there. And then once it got, once it was finished, I said, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I don't, (laughs) I don't use it personally. And so doing it professionally is, um, it's like pulling Pinterest is just, and we all have one of those things. that's just like, Oh, I'd rather do anything, but I'd rather clean toilets than go on Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, what's, what's some good that, ways to use that bad boy? Yeah. So Pinterest, the, the whole idea with Pinterest and I was kind of in the same boat, except I freaky loved Pinterest for everything from recipes to clothes to every time I go on a trip, I like make a secret board of like, okay, what wardrobe, like what, yeah. what spots am I going to go get good photos? So I'm totally that person that probably yeah. has too many boards. Um, yeah. Just because I love visuals. I love images and I love putting images together and it's like a puzzle, like making things mm-hmm. look good together and finding color palettes. And that so naturally was, was what I was using it for. Um, but that was just from a personal thing. I started a business account when I started my business and, um, I use it as a tool with my clients. So when I'm, when, when I work with a client, we get the contract signed, all those kind of things. Pinterest is my touch point to make sure that we are communicating not only on a verbal level, but on a visual level. So they're telling me, I really like high contrast, bold images that could mean very different things to different people. It's, it's mm-hmm. style and visuals are very subjective. So Um, Does that mean you want high contrast blue, orange, or do you want high contrast black, white, and primary colors? Like two totally different things. So once we have our initial consultation, it's really important for me to hop over to Pinterest and start collecting that visual inspiration. Like, okay, so you want a really minimal logo. Like how minimal are we talking? And my mom kind of uses it similar for interior design, right? So it's like, I want Spanish style like all right well how spanish style are we talking yeah. spanish influence or do we want arches and wrought iron and red and like yeah so it, it works as a really great visual tool um for in that way and so that's a great jumping off point but the big switch is thinking about okay yes i'm using this as a tool but how can i make this tool work for me on the flip side 
So just like any other social media platform, you have to think of Pinterest as you want to be the person creating the content that's being circulated around the internet. And different from Instagram or Facebook, Pinterest, your, your exposure and your impressions, you know, they snowball over time. So you have to be active on the platform and consistent on the platform to see any kind of return. It's not like you upload something and all of a sudden you're 400 likes. That's not at all how it works. Um, but instead oh it's a visual search engine. So you want to, you want to think of if I'm going to upload something to Pinterest, what are the kind of terms that someone looking for this image might, might type into that search bar to get my stuff. And not only do you want them to get your image, but you want them to be able to click on the image and drive them to your website where you're delivering proper content, links to things that are valuable, giving them insight on what they're seeing so that if they do have a question or they do want to get more information, you are their number one resource for that kind of image. So once you kind of shift your mindset towards that, it, it kind of, it, it restructures the way that you can think about Pinterest moving forward. So just like any other social platform, you're creating that consistent brand experience when someone comes to you and Pinterest is just another way to expand on your brand. I'm getting some ideas here. Okay, mm -hmm. good. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I, it's one of the, for me, Pinterest is one of those things where I recognize that I need to do it. Mm-hmm but I resist. And really, when you put it like that, there's no excuse for not doing it. It's just- but there's something to be said about working really, really hard at a platform that you like as well. Like right. it's tricky because when I work with clients, they're like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. There's so much content I have to make and I don't know how to get everything from here to there to there. And, and it's just too much. And, and I get that because if you're not a person that likes it or enjoys it, it can absolutely feel like a chore. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if you look at some of the return on the effort that you put into Pinterest versus the effort you put into Facebook, for example, right. like yeah. by far and away, because not a lot of people are on Pinterest. Well, they are kind of now there's more and more, but not a lot of people are on Pinterest with this content creation mindset. They're mm -hmm. on Pinterest for inspiration and that's yeah. what it was intended for. But there's so many great tools from the business back end of Pinterest to track what's being clicked on, how many clicks are going to your website, how many times it's been repinned, what's circulating the most, what are other pins that are circulating with your pins? Like there's so much helpful information there. And especially if you're in a creative field with a lot of visuals, this right. should be like your thing. <laughs> photography, you're talking about design, like you have a design eye. This is a cakewalk versus mm -hmm. someone that's like a lawyer is gonna have a little bit more of a difficult time on the day. Yeah. So do you recommend that people use things like Tailwind or any of those? I, I yeah. honestly, I don't even know if there's anything other than Tailwind. There are a few. There's a few different ones. I've tried Tailwind. I, to be honest, am like not a Tailwind expert by any means, but there's definitely value in it. But, but for me, I'm kind of more of the camp of like, make sure that everything you create is with purpose and is, is, is reflective of your brand and it paints you in the best light and not so much about, I want a hundred thousand repins. Of course you want a hundred thousand repins. Everyone wants $2 billion <laughs> on Instagram. But, but realistically, it's much better to be, be really proud of the stuff that you're putting out there and not just pushing out mass content for the sake of mass content. I'm a huge Jenna Kutcher fan and she has a great, podcast and her mm -hmm. gold diggers podcast mm -hmm. about yeah. creating less content with more impact 
Ooh, and not okay. trying to just crank, 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 crank for the sake of cranking, but give really, really, really good information. And, and she's, she always talks about, you want to serve, 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 ask. Mm-hmm. So educate, share, give background. And this was a big convincing thing for my mom starting her blog on her website. It's yeah. like, you, yeah, you're talking about someone's kitchen remodel. And to you, it's like, duh, we did this. And we picked this material goes with that. But to someone who doesn't know anything about kitchen remodels, they want to see how did you decide between this flooring and that flooring? And what's the difference between this cabinet style and that cabinet style? And why did you only do one pendant light instead of three? Like mm-hmm. that stuff that because you're in it, you don't necessarily notice. And, but the more you can illustrate that process, that's your sales cycle. That's your upsell is now you you've created a trust, trusting relationship with someone that could be your potential client without having to even talk to them yet. You know, like you're on their radar and they, not only you're on their radar, but you're affirming that you're the expert in your field and that you have plenty of experience doing X, Y, Z thing. And it just, it, it does nothing but really help your, your situation. So. How much of a crush do we have on Michelle Winters? That's a crush. That's a crush. Oh, oh, crushing. Flattered. Absolutely flattered. Yeah. <laughs> so good. This is great. So I'm curious. So Pinterest, we talked about. What is your number two? I, I bet I know what's your number two platform. I mean, Instagram is my number uh, yeah. one. <laughs> oh, it is? Your number love. one. Instagram okay. is my first love, and Pinterest okay. is definitely a very close second. But okay. Instagram, I mean, that's a whole other can of worms. I could talk about Instagram for forever. Right, right. I love it. I really love it. We heavy hit on Facebook, and then, like, so Facebook is just more like a comfort zone. Sure. And it might even be an RH category. I don't know. It could be. But that's where we kind of started. And it was so funny that you said that the whole Janet Kutcher thing, because when we started, algorithms were different and Mm -hmm. it was about putting out a ton of content absolutely like we had to flood with content but it's everything's changed right and then even our eyes get used to Mm -hmm. like kind of requiring better content well and it's it's changing faster than we can keep up with as well facebook just announced that they're changing their algorithm to see more things from their family and friends and less from businesses which makes sense it was super annoying to scroll through your feed and feel like you're seeing ads and ads and advertorials and you know Cosmo magazines your whatever whatever but it's really so that you buy the Mac product that's in the magazine it just there's there's so many complicated things about Facebook that I think for me I absolutely refuse to buy Facebook ad dollars and I that may go against right. a lot of marketing people right but as I was small business owners 21 I was like, I don't have money for this. I'm not doing right, that. Right, so, right. But I could reach more people that I had in com- things in common with and more potential clients through Instagram organically than I ever could through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's about where I feel the best return and where I feel like I can authentically represent my brand and, and my business. And that for me is, is Instagram and Pinterest far and away. But I have absolutely seen the value in Facebook. Facebook groups, I think, are amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very active in the Facebook groups and Facebook yeah. communities that I'm in and I wouldn't not be on Facebook, right. but as a tool for visibility, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. It's really tricky. If there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, hoops that you got to jump through. She just said our word, our favorite word, visibility. Visibility. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking to your mom and getting to talk to you. It's just... I know we we also have two very different perspectives so she she will praise Facebook from here to tomorrow her business would not be what it is about Facebook neither would ours a slightly different camp that's the thing that we keep trying to tell people is 
it depends on who you're talking to. Absolutely. Yeah. Which yeah. one is going to be the most appropriate. And, and sometimes if like, if you want to talk to potential clients and brands, you might not want to do the same thing on the same platform. Right. And it also depends on, on how you're positioning yourself. My brand is hundred percent me. If you fill out a contact form on my website, you're working with me. If we're doing a project together, you're working with me. The end. Mm -hmm. So it made a lot of sense for me to be more personality forward in my branding yeah, and more, right. I mean, I tell like anecdotes and funny things and I like shared what I had for lunch today on my business page. Yeah. Some people would say that that's really inappropriate, but anyone that knows me knows that I love tacos and I found this most authentic. <laughs> yeah, I love tacos. And I've got friends that I've met from here, far and all over being like, oh my God, I'm so happy you found your taco place. I'm like, yeah. Uh -huh. so that's a San Diego kind of girl right there. Oh yeah. San Diego girl at heart for sure. <laughs> um, but it's a great touch point because it's, it's, it puts me back on front of mind for my friends who are my big referral sources and who are plugged yeah. into my network still in San Diego. And I can give them a little shout out being like thinking of you. And they're like, Oh, wait a second. I have a friend that's starting a business. I should connect you guys. I'm like, thank you. You know? So there's, there's definitely the, a balance to be struck there. Um, but it, again, it depends on where, how you're positioning yourself, um, who your clientele is. Maybe this wouldn't fly with someone who's, who's got, you know, a way bigger brand in mind, a hundred thousand dollar brand design in mind, doesn't want to really see that side of things. And maybe it makes it so that I'm not at that level, but I've, I've found a really good niche with people who are passionate service-based professionals who see the value in creating stories and creating brands that people can relate to, to the point where you want to be friends with that person. I'm not really interested in working with anyone that I don't feel comfortable enough, like being their friend, like granted, right. Maybe like not we're hanging out on the weekends yeah, together, yeah. but I want to be candid and I want to be honest with them. And I want to assure that I am telling them this is the best choice for your business. And here's X, Y, Z, not because I'm trying to sell you, not because I have some ulterior motive, but because I believe in what you're doing and I believe in where you're going. And this is how we're going to get there. And that, that you know, just checked off like 17 other C's. So I know, yeah. I know. Well, it's, you, you've just said it so perfectly because the thing is, the difference is we are all, and especially our whole audience, we're all personal brands, right? Yeah. And as we evolve, we start as designers, right? But as we evolve in our businesses, we get different opportunities. Like your mom's in a totally different place than she mm -hmm. was 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. Right? just looking for clients 12 years ago. Now she's got the different businesses and partnerships and, you know, um, probably brand ambassadorships mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of different things now. Uh, same that's happening with our personal brands too. So really what we're noticing is that we have to brand ourselves personally, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and kind of share what we share what we do. Right. We've got, and and we've got consumer facing and we've got designer yes. industry right. facing businesses. Yeah. So it's and when you're, really when you're just a small business to, owner, you're not, you, it's not like you're leaving your business when you close right. your computer. It's no. not like you leave your business. Not at all. Your house. Not for me. Not even when I sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing my office with me. So yes. I'm, I'm constantly on. I'm constantly yeah. turned on. It's not clock in, clock out. I've been getting ideas for logos in the shower or when yeah. I'm on the run. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. It's constant. So when, when you think of it that way, you kind of are more comfortable with being, I'd rather share and be that authentic person because guaranteed I'll connect with someone and guaranteed I'm going to repel the person that's not a right fit. Yes. And I'm going to scare them off because yes. they don't want to see that. travel photos, you know? Love so that. it's, yeah. it's, it's about finding that niche and luckily like where I'm at and where I'm going and the connections that I've made and the networking that I've done. 
I've been able to work with amazing, amazing entrepreneurs and design isn't going anywhere, particularly graphic design with the amount of small businesses that are starting and the emphasis on, on quality graphics and quality visuals, um, and brand consistency. It's definitely a field that's, that's only going up. So it's really exciting for me. (laughs) I had a a big win recently where I got, I had, um, you, you'll know this area. Point Loma. I'm working mm-hmm. on a historical mm-hmm. mansion in Point Loma. Cool. And I got there and the homeowner, as we started talking, she had like obviously went through all my stuff and she just kept saying, she's got this red pixie mm-hmm. and um, she keeps saying, oh my gosh, I'm the redheaded version of you. I'm the redheaded oh. version of you. You know, but it was, that's exactly what you yeah. want. You want them consuming your blog and your Instagram right. feed and all that. And then feeling like, okay, when you're there, like you you know, they have, kind of have the upper hand. Right. Like, you're my friend. You're me. But because you know? there's no gap between who yeah. you're trying to be online and who right. you are in real life. Yeah. Like, that's the worst is when you try to show up to something and it's not as advertised or you go to a restaurant yeah. that has reviews and you get mm-hmm. your food and you're disappointed. Like, yeah. you want to create that consistent experience all the way through. And that, that blogging and social media is a great opportunity to assert your personality and not only say, look at all this cool work that I can do, but this is like who I am as a person and here's what's important to me and here's my unique spin and here's what I bring to the table. And someone will find value in that. And it feels, I will say for me, being upfront and open about who I am in my brand just makes it so much more comfortable when you meet people in person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you don't have to worry about, oh gosh, if I, if I act goofy like I do, are they going to think poorly of me? Well, they've read my vlogs. (laughs) Yeah. Point. They've yeah. read other stuff. They know I'm a little goofy. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's just so much easier that way. Yeah, definitely. I know we even like forefront it and say, we're awkward turtles. We yeah. it all the time. Like we're awkward turtles. If you meet me at market or at a conference, like. See, my thing is I'm, I am a admitted, very aggressive eavesdropper. I work from coffee shops mm-hmm. and I will sit next to someone at a coffee shop and listen to their conversation for 30 to 40 minutes and be like, so you guys are talking about logos? Like, I'm a designer in case you like, need some input. It's kind of a joke, but kind I'm of the not. Same. I am uh-huh. the I've same. met some great people just by That's sitting across so the room from them and unapologetically listening to what they're talking about. Yeah. I'll accidentally stare too. I'm all. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll be like in the. Con- uh, <laughs> my husband's like, stop, stop listening stop? to them. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like it's like being, um, what is it, Long Island Medium where she like, yes. walks into the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did someone's like, father passed. I'm getting a mother like, energy here. Energy. <laughs> exactly. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, it sounds like you're contemplating starting a business. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally that. Mm-hmm. I love it. So we usually end every podcast and you've touched this so many times, but let's just wrap it up in a pretty bow. Sure. Why would you say visibility matters to a small oh, business? Oh, goodness. Oh, wow. How do I put <laughs> it? I know. I know. Um, visibility. Visibility matters because you're you could, again, to what we said earlier, you could have the most amazing product, service, design, right. anything in the world if no one knows about it and no one sees yep. it, you're doing yourself a major disservice. Yeah. Um, I think people love people who are passionate. People love people who are creative and who, who truly and authentically believe in what they're doing and how lucky are we that we get to do what we love to do. Um, Cause that's not everyone's situation. Right. But I think when you do get to do what you love, people get really, they feed off that energy. And so visibility and sharing your story and sharing your personal anecdotes and sharing your knowledge and your your education and and your experiences and even your mistakes 
is a huge opportunity as a business owner to be authentic, transparent, and to start growing that trust with, I get flack for my networking group that I'm in in San Diego because I introduce everyone as either my client or my future client. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Oh, this is my client so-and-so, and here's my like client so-and-so. That. And this person, they're not my client yet, but they will be. Kind of ah. thing, right? <laughs> So I love it's, that. It's, yeah, it's it's a visibility thing in that I want to be top of mind when someone is sitting out at getting drinks with their friend who's thinking about starting their yoga studio or they're thinking about going out and doing private coaching. Like, I want to be no questions asked. This is the girl you got to work with. Um, and, and that doesn't happen by me staying in my house and not networking and not right. putting myself out there and being that personal brand that's relatable. Um and it, it, it takes hard work, but I'm a very extroverted social person. So it comes a little bit naturally. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it pays off in spades when you can be yourself and, and go out there and, and make those connections and do things like this podcast and guest blog on different blogs and share ideas and collaborate. It just, it, it, visibility is everything for small business without being visible. You would, it would be really sad. Yeah. <laughs> it, would, it would be, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Michelle, you've been more than a pleasure to have on the podcast. Oh, you just gave me some useful energy. <sighs> I know. Oh, Didn't good. Just, like, <laughs> I feel so <laughs> young. I feel like I'm in the laptop left lifestyle right now. I'm part of the tribe. <laughs> totally. Totally. Thank you, Michelle. Thank Thanks you so for much for coming me. on. And we will, I know you have some freebies. We will yes. be sending people over to your website right. and mm-hmm. you have an amazing 100 prompts or blog. Yeah, up. I've been working with a ton of interior designers and the biggest thing is like, well, I yeah. don't know what to write about. So yeah. I came up with this. It's an actually ever evolving Google Doc yes. of 100 plus interior design prompts just to get the ball rolling and give some ideas. I'm literally signing up for that like immediately. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. Of course. Of course. Thanks so much. See ya. Sometimes when it comes to visibility, it's hard to know where to start, how to start, what's truly important. Maybe you've already started, but instead of getting anywhere, you just feel lost and confused. Maybe you see others making great strides, but it seems like you're getting left behind. Or maybe your once successful visibility efforts just aren't getting you the attention they used to thanks to new technology and an ever-changing industry. It's time for a change. It's time to take control, to stand up for yourself and your business. It's time to become a visibility warrior. Join us today at visibilitywarrior.com.